Welcome to Paris Good Food and Wine. I'm Paige Donner, the host and producer. This food and wine show is being brought to you directly from Paris, France. Here, we give you a taste of this delicious world with all its colorful and diverse personalities that make up the Paris culinary landscape. So, sit back and relax and enjoy Paris good food and wine. The feast is in the first bite. I came across this phrase recently, listening to a science program on the radio about how human taste buds function. It was scientifically explained that in fact, with each subsequent bite of food, there's a diminishing sensory enjoyment insofar as the taste explosion in your mouth. So in this season of joyful excess, we can reassure ourselves that the feast is, indeed, in the first bite. I'm Paige Donner. Welcome to this holiday episode of Paris Good Food and Wine for Christmas and the holiday season 2018. As I sit here at my desk in my office in the Marais recording this, I realize that this 2018 holiday season here in Paris will go down in history as the Yellow Christmas. This month of Saturday protests of the Gilets Jaunes, the Yellow Vests, here in Paris, have marked the season with closed shops and whole shopping districts, such as the Champs-Élysées, Saint-Germain-des-Prés, and even here in the normally bustling Marais, shuttering their doors and boarding their windows. Even as I write this, a parade of protesters are marching in the street just below my window. But perhaps the timing is truly right on message, because when many of us can celebrate a time of plenty and abundance with joyful family members, lots of good things to eat and drink, and happy times all around, it's important to remember that for an ever-growing segment of the French population, indeed the world's population, this is not necessarily the case, not during the holidays and not during the rest of the year. This is what we have come to call the working poor, people who don't sit idly by or accept handouts, but in fact put in full work weeks and still cannot make ends meet for themselves or their children or their elderly dependents. This holiday show, then, is dedicated to all those mothers and fathers and adult children of elderly parents whose desperation has brought them to the streets of Paris these past weekends to demonstrate and protest in what can only be called a desperate cry for help. As we raise our glasses and forks in good cheer this year, let's generously remember all those who may be less fortunate than ourselves. Another theme of this show is traditions. As an avid listener of U.S. Public Radio, I heard interview excerpts and snippets following the Thanksgiving holiday of people in the U.S. who eschew the traditional holiday meal of turkey, mashed potatoes and gravy, cranberry sauce, pumpkin pie, and what we call the works. And while there's no obligation to respect the traditions of your own country or your adoptive country, I do feel that there is great value in upholding traditions and that this can offer a kind of anchor to our ever-increasingly fragmented society. 
Culinary traditions are a big part of culture. They play an important role in cultural identity. That's something I've learned quite well here in France. To this effect, I interviewed one of France's top young pastry chefs for this show. Here in France, the Christmas cake, Le Bouche de Noël, plays a central role in the traditional holiday Christmas meal. As such, the country's talented pastry chefs put great thought, creativity, and love into their cake designs, often planning them a year in advance. As we hear Nina Metayer of Café Pushkin explain to us, she's been singled out as one of the top under 30 culinary stars to watch by the French media. She's the executive pastry chef of Café Pushkin, which is owned by a Franco-Russian family. The next talent we hear from for this Christmas and Holiday 2018 show is a Los Angeles-based French chef, Ludo Lefebvre. He tells us how his childhood memories of the family Christmas meal here in France are even more vivid than his memories of what toys Santa brought him. His main talking point is that very French sense of the art de vivre. He emphasizes that enjoying a holiday meal is mostly about spending time with friends and family, where any sense of hurry or watching the clock is thrown out the window in favor of spending quality time with one another. He's shot to fame with his fabulously successful Trois Mecs restaurant and also his cooking shows Ludo Bites America and now Ludo à la Maison. As you'll hear in this telephone interview, Chef Ludo hails from Burgundy and has strong and fond memories of the traditional family Christmas meals he enjoyed as a child. One more interesting tidbit to pass on for this holiday season is that for the first time ever, Americans are spending more on eating out than on their groceries. So to this effect, in the show notes, you'll find links to holiday meal kits that can be delivered both here in Paris and also in the U.S. Note that in keeping with American traditions, the link for that meal kit includes a honey-baked ham, and the link to the Paris meal kits includes delivery of fresh oysters by Maison Rostang. Wishing all of you, listeners and friends and family, a peaceful, joyous holiday season full of love and good cheer. May food be the fabric of our harmonious coming together and the commonality that binds us as human beings, each one of us a child of God. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and joyous blessings this holiday season. Season 5 of Paris Good Food and Wine is generously being brought to you by IOT Shipping. Contact them at iotshipping.xyz. IOT, the Internet of Things. This episode of Paris Good Food and Wine has been brought to you by Paris Food and Wine. You can find us at parisfoodandwine.net. Bonjour, Nina. Comment ça va? Je suis ravie de vous revoir. 
Bon, uh, I switch back into English now because you're going to do this. You're going to be so kind to me and do this whole interview in English, which is really very, very generous of you to, to offer to do that. And we're in this fabulous setting. We're at the upstairs part of the Café Pushkin at Madeleine, which is where Nina Metayer is the chef pâtissier. So she was named uh, last year as one of the most influential people in the world of chefs and definitely chef pâtissier uh, under 30. So one of the most influential under 30. And this is really a resplendent uh, cafe, Cafe Pushkin, and it just opened about a year ago. But our first question is going to be, Nina is going to act as our cultural ambassador today. She's going to explain to us the significance and the importance of this huge French cultural tradition of the Christmas cake, which we don't really have in the United States. We mostly have pies. But here they have this huge tradition of a, of a Christmas cake, and the cakes are generally in the for, form of a, like a Christmas log, a Yule log, but they get so much more fabulous than that and so much more creative. So first she's going to tell us about the tradition, and then, she, then we'll move into the ones that she created for this year's festivities. So Nina, tell us, please, like as if we've never visited France, as if we've never had a Christmas meal here. You know, what's the importance? What's the tradition behind these Christmas logs? The traditional cakes in France is always very important because it's a part of uh, events and all the event, a family event in France has his properly cake, like wedding, like when, like graduation, like birthday and Christmas. It's like magical moment and it's very important to have this Christmas cake. It's the most important part of the meal. Every, every family has his typical cake and all the family doesn't like the same Christmas cake and that's very interesting and for that I really love Christmas and making the cake for Christmas because we need to make happy very different kind of people and there is some they always make their own Christmas cake and it's very important because it's like a gift to the family it's like a gift to the guests uh, to the guest and there is some they really love like icing Christmas cake and they always eat icing Christmas cake there is some they really love chocolate Christmas cake and there is someone really love uh, fruity and light Christmas cake and someone very crazy so it's very interesting because it's always the most important part of the family of the meal for the family and it's always different in each family. In my family my grandmother always make the Christmas cake. It's not the best one ever, like you never eat, but it's the best one because she made it with uh, her and she made it for us and it's like the tradition and if she doesn't make it, is missing something. And there is some family when I'm going to my husband's family, it's always the, um, the cousin or the uncle who buy the most beautiful Christmas cake. And it's very different. It's very nice because it's like a present. It's a present for the family, um, from the um, people who, who cook, or it's present for somebody else. 
Wow, that's really fascinating. Yeah, you know, I I only learned that while living here in France how important. And it also, it's because the all the bakery shops, like especially the fine patisseries, the the windows are full of these beautiful Christmas cakes for like a week or two before the Christmas holiday. And you see people looking and, you know, deciding and, you know, kind of choosing which one they're going to have for that year. So now I wanted to ask you, Nina, a little bit more about the Christmas cakes that you prepared for Cafe Pushkin this year. You are the head, you're, you're the executive chef patissier here, which is really wonderful. It's wonderful for them, wonderful for you, and wonderful for anybody who comes here and actually tastes any of these wonderful offerings. I did get to see some of the pictures of the Christmas cakes that you prepared this year, and they're full of fun, and they're full of color, and you've pulled on different flavors and different combinations. I believe you've created three so I was, or maybe more, correct me if I'm wrong, but can you tell me a little bit about your creative process? How did you design these cakes in your mind before executing them? How did you choose the flavors? Did you draw on any of this tradition from your childhood memories? Tell us a little bit more. I think about it one year before, and I tried to create a very different kind of Christmas cake to make happy different kind of people, like I was t saying. I want people can choose their Christmas cake as they want and as they like, and every people like different kinds. So I start to create one Christmas cake very sophistical. Like because in France now it's very trendy to have a nice Christmas cake on the table. It's like a decoration. It's like a nice present. It's very important like because the um, table in Christmas is very nice. Usually we we make a nice work on the table with a candle with uh, many color with kind of color. And there is some people who are thinking about that maybe two months before to make it perfectly like they want. And I think it's part can be part of decoration and can be part of the um, ambience. And the first one, it's very, like, very sophisticated and with a lot of work inside and with very different texture and some for people who want to discover something new. This is the first one with praline, chocolate and all this flavor a little bit, uh, how to say, flavor, not very... It's I work on texture and I work on acidity and not too sweet and acidity and texture, but I just use bergamot, chocolate and praline. It's very simple taste, but I just mix it a little bit um, with a new way we used to try it, the first one. And then the second one, I wanted the Christmas leg like a magical Christmas to return in childhood with the taste, uh, with childhood taste, with design childhood, uh, with design for child and like very magic. So um, I work a lot about this taste. I ask many child what they prefer, what they like, and I make many, many try to to make the child like, and everybody has a child inside them, and I wanted to 
to get the child outside like it's just magic so it's with biscuit with a pear with like a nice biscuit creamy and sweet we have uh, like it's like a boxes we can get out and we find a nice christmas like just very simple inside but and we can eat the chocolate uh, the boxes in chocolate we can take out the box eat the chocolate for the, with the coffee maybe and there is two a small personage Masha Mishka it's from uh, Masha Mishka it's a cartoon very popular in Russia and very popular in France and we are here we are in Cafe Pushkin it's French and Russian coffee so it's a very childhood boss culture and it's um, we draw it our owner draws this Christmas leg he really loves architecture he really loves art he's very good at that and he creates the design and i create the flavor inside and we we speak a lot together to try to create the most magical christmas cake we can so it's a work together and i really like work with him for that because he has many many quality about drawing about create something we cannot imagine and This is the second one. <laughs> the third one, it's one very light, very fruity, not too complicated, very just um, light fruity, not sweet to come at the end of a big meal and just enjoy a little bit of sweet for finish. And that's it. Red, like um, color of uh, Christmas with a little bit of gold and then very simple. This three kind of pastry cake for me represent the majority of the different tastes about the French people for Christmas cake. Now, in addition to this monumental work that you did creating those three separate and very distinct Christmas cakes, Christmas logs, I think you also created a couple of little characters, maybe with with children again in mind. Can you tell us a little bit about those little characters that you created? They're they're pastries, but they're I believe in the shape of of characters. I create these characters to make the for people who they want to try the Christmas cake before buying, because it's very important to get the right Christmas cake. And so they can try it with the small characters. And that's fun because it's a small mashka and small mishka. So that's fun for, ch for children and for, for everyone. Yeah, that's really smart because it's true. Sometimes I see these beautiful cakes displayed in the patisserie windows and then I... but. You don't really have a chance to taste them beforehand. So, yeah, that, wow, that's, that's really smart. Okay, so now let's turn to you because I'm sure at this point everyone, all of our listeners are fascinated by, like, who is this young woman? So, so I know a little bit about your, your career up until now, and that is that you were named by Gaulta Mio, which is a very, very prestigious uh, French culinary magazine as being the chef pâtissier de l'année, so the chef pâtissier of the year for 2016 or 2017, you, correct, 2000, yeah. okay, both, 
both. Okay, 2016 and 2017. Okay, and and then, but I know you went to culinary school, and you, but you got your baccalaureate in it. Well, you tell us just a little bit about about who you are. <laughs> I start a regular study, literature study, and when I was 16, I went to Mexico for one year and to travel around and study a little bit. <laughs> and I met some French a guy who, who get a French bakery there and I work a little bit with them and they inspired me. And when I get back to France, I wanted to make that. So I told to my parents I want to, to become a baker and they told me, okay, no, no problem, you can, but maybe it's better if you finish your regular study. So if you are not... If you decide you want to get another job one day, you can. So I finished my regular study and then I, I studied bakery in La Rochelle. And then I went to Australia to work in bakery because I wanted to learn English and <laughs> a little bit. And I worked there for one year. And when I came back to France, I wanted to find a nice bakery in Paris to work. But I didn't get a chance to, to get a job in a nice bakery. And I wanted to work in a bakery with a nice oven, with wood fire oven, with nice f uh, flowers, with nice product. And unfortunately, I didn't get that kind of job. So I start pastry study and I get to Ferrandi. It's a very nice school. I study one year in Ferrandi and at the end of that, I get my dreams <laughs> come true and I get to Maurice with Camille Sec. Camille Sec is for me one of the best pastry chefs and he teach me a lot. I learn a lot. It was very difficult because I didn't get, I didn't know before the, that kind of pastry. I learned in a small pastry shop and when I get to Maurice, I had to learn again everything because the product was exceptional, the way to make it was totally different, and it's like the, um, it was like a new... The, in Maurice, it was... With Camille Sec, it was... Uh, the pastry in Maurice was excellence, the best excellence pastry for me in France, or maybe in the world. So I start to learn everything there with him. And little by little, I get to... I work in Raphael, Hotel Raphael, after Maurice. It's a very nice hotel. And then I work with Jean-François Piège. And now I'm working at Café Pushkin. So it's very different experiences. And for me, it's just incredible. I never thought I can be here now. And I always think day by day. And every day gives me a, a better day than before. So that's incredible for me. Well, it's also, I mean, it's, it's talent. It's talent being recognized and, and talent being um, given its due. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's rightful due. So um, bravo. And for anybody listening, Le Maurice is not just Le Maurice. Le Maurice is the Palace Hotel Le Maurice where Salvador Dali lived for like 20 years. I mean, it's one of the most iconic hotels of the world, not, not just of Paris, but of the world. 
So, well, then just actually, uh, you know, a final thought. Do you, because you, you uh, have a, your degree in, um, in literature, but you decided to pursue your passion, which was being, is, which is being a chef pâtissier. Do you have any thoughts or words you'd like to impart to, you know, young people who may be also at a crossroads? They may be thinking, well, should I go in this direction or should I go in that direction? Any, any final words? I think it's very important to have someone to get inspired by. I get inspired by Camille II and Christophe Felder, and I get inspired by Anne-Sophie Pick, who is, uh, for me, a very good example of women who get this job incredible, well done. And it's very, it's, sometimes it's very difficult because this kind of work, it's sometimes very incredible and nice because we make what we love but sometimes it's very difficult because it's many hours it's very difficult and we have to always think what we want to get then and we have to work for that and we have to um, to think about the goal always and when it's difficult we have to get up again and get up again and see and always keep looking what we love to do, what we like to do, and always be happy with what we have. And that's it, I think. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I don't know if there's an equivalent saying in French, but in, in English, sometimes we say, keep your eye on the prize. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> thank you so much, Nina. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Paris Good Food and Wine. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Season 5 of Paris Good Food and Wine is generously being brought to you by IOT Shipping. IOT, the Internet of Things. IOT Shipping tracks your value assets using the Internet of Things technology that gives you data points based on temperature, movement, and geolocation. For more information, contact us at IOT shipping.xyz that's iotshipping.xyz next up we hear from celebrity chef los angeles based ludo lefebvre thank you for listening to paris good food and wine i'm your host paige donner Okay, all right, so, so now we're recording, Chef? Okay, oui, oui, bien sûr. So, Chef Ludo, you know, as, a, as an immigrant to the United States, I thought it would be interesting for you to share with us what some traditional Christmas dishes you remember from your childhood here in France. I mean, Christmas, uh, traditional Christmas dishes uh, from France, as a young, when I was a young kid, I would say uh, definitely Christmas for me, it's a bûche de Noël. You know, bûche de Noël is a big deal in France for Christmas, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, that we just do that for Christmas. So it's a, it's a very special, special time and they do a lot of different flavor and uh, yeah, a good bûche de Noël, it's great, it's good. So definitely bûche de Noël and also uh, caviar. You know, in my house, when it was a, 
when it was a Christmas or New Year's Eve, uh, it was very special night. So we, my mom or my dad or my family always buy some caviar. You know, with the blinis, with the creme fraiche, a little condiment. So it was really like caviar and bûche de Noël. And I know you're going to ask me that too, but also it was a, a turkey with mashed potatoes, gravy, and chestnuts. Very, 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 very uh, Christmas, you know, for uh, Christmas Day. The turkey, mashed potatoes, gravy, and chestnut, and the bûche de Noël. That's for me, that's Christmas. Oh, those are your Christmas dishes, okay. Yeah. Right, I mean, the turkey, you know, the, the gravy, and the mashed potatoes, is, is, yeah, I love it, with the chestnut. Chestnuts are a big difference. We eat a lot of chestnuts for Christmas. You know, you're so right. Chestnuts are something that, you know, you smell when you're walking around the streets of Paris or places here in France. As soon as it gets cold, you start smelling the roasting chestnuts. And then, yeah, the chestnuts are used for, like, the stuffing and the turkeys. You know, what's surprising, I think, for us, well, as an American, so you're a French person in America. I'm an American person in France. But, you know, what's interesting is that we serve the turkey at Thanksgiving in the U.S., and you here in France traditionally serve the turkey at Christmas time. But would you say that there have been some changes now? Like, um, I've also seen, like, Chapon and canette. So, you know, all mm-hmm. different kind of, kinds of poultry served. Are you, how do you feel about tradition, about culinary traditions and the holidays? What's your stance on that? Attends, you asked me about tradition for the holidays, but the turkey, uh, maybe it's my English, I did not understand, but the turkey and chestnut and mashed potatoes and gravy is very uh, a tradition for me for Christmas. You know? Yeah, I'm, I'm no, exactly. Sorry. That's, but, yeah. yeah. Sorry, you know, Trois-Mec is a very small restaurant. And, uh, yeah. oh, <laughs> la, 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 no, it's really, voilà. So, no, I, and call merci. Okay. Well, I, you know, I wanted to ask you, Chef, is there, is there still a place for holiday traditions today? Is there value to culinary traditions during the holidays? Yeah, I think you have a value. I think so, Paige, you know. Like at Trois-Mec here in Los Angeles, I do a lot of uh, traditional uh, Christmas dish here now at the restaurant. You know, more using more ingredients, you know. When I was in France, like I say, you know, uh, a page for Christmas Eve, oh, my God. I remember my family, like my grandma, my mom, but, you know, my uncle or friend, we spent a lot of money on food. It was amazing. Like I say, it was caviar. So it was just one night, the dinner, you know, caviar, foie gras, you know, lobster, spiny lobster mayonnaise. Uh, we have, of course, uh, the turkey, of course, but also uh, we have also truffle risotto and bûche de Noël. I mean, they are spending money on food. It was something amazing. I have some memory about food. Christmas is crazy. More about food than the present. And my surprise, you know, as a kid, when I was a kid, you know, Santa Claus bring me a toy, but... I have more memory about the food than Santa Claus. I remember it was a big deal. You know, people dress, dress the table very nice. You know, the grandma take all the shiny silverware, the nice crystal glasses. I mean, all these things. It was like they set up the table like it was an art. It was amazing, amazing, amazing. I, I just have so much memory about that in France. It's something I cannot replicate here in America. I don't know why. I have a hard time. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, that- you know? <laughs> no, that's that sounds very that sounds very French. What what region are you from, Chef Chef Ludo? What region are you from? 
uh, Burgundy. So I'm from Burgundy. So Burgundy, page, you know, wine country, food, you know, escargot, you know, beef bourguignon, you know, pâté. That's what we do over there, you know. And the best wines in the world. Uh, page, uh, yes. I mean, for sure, the white wine, for sure. Okay, for sure, white Burgundy are the best in the world. Bon red, we can we have some good Bordeaux too, or Italian wine too. I mean, I know, you know, but whatever. Uh, so yes, I mean, the, the memory about, I was in, in surprise how my family spent so much money about the food. Crazy, you know? Now that you live, now that you live in Los Angeles, Seth, what, we, what about, you know, you just mentioned that it's difficult for you to recreate those yeah. childhood memories you have of such a special, you know, beautifully set table, those very yeah. elegant uh-huh. um, yeah. you know, dishes. But how do you yeah. describe to us how your holiday table is now in Los Angeles? Like, how do you present the holiday holiday culinary traditions to your children? What kind of fusion huh, do you do? To you my do? children. So, very interesting, How I do that with my family? and to teach my kids here in L.A. what is Christmas, like the way it was in my country in France. Uh, definitely Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, I always invite people in my house for Christmas Eve. And most of the time, the people I invite in my house are my friends, but most of the time, it's uh, more like a Jewish people because, you know, they don't celebrate Christmas Eve, but uh, all my friends, you know, have a lot of Jewish friends, so I invite them in my house, and I teach them about Christmas. You know, with a lot of my friends didn't know about that before. You know, last year I invited a lot of Jewish people, and they're like, oh my God, that's so cool, it's my first Christmas, I love it. That makes me happy, <laughs> you know, to share. No, it's yeah. cool, you know, but so that day, then that night, I invited people of my friend last year, and I set the table, and uh, candle, good wine, I do a little cocktail, a Negroni, because I love Negroni with citrus, and we're in California, mm-hmm. we're with a good citrus and pine, but also classic dishes like in France, like escargot, I do some pâté, I did some eggs caviar, scrambled eggs with caviar, and I did some roasted lobster, and I did some uh, salad, cheese, and puce de Noël, you know. So, yes, we are not in France, but I close the door, I put some French music, you know, try to uh, cooking French uh, food, and I told them, don't leave after the puce de Noël, you stay here, and we're going to now have a digestive, and we're going to relax and talk about life and really enjoy <laughs> and get, you know, no, that's true, you know, to really enjoy that night and not just to go eating, you know. Most people, when it's finished, they, you know, they go home right away. No, I lock the door. Stay here, guys. Let's go have a little <laughs> digestive. No, that's true. Enjoy the holidays, guys. It's one time a year. So let's go take our time and stay six hours together, not three hours. That's really more about that, to show all my friends who's American, what's the lifestyle of Europe. Take our time, you know, and take our time, eat, drink, and just really enjoy this moment. You know, in France, Page, we work for vacation. Mm. We don't do that in America. We need to have more time in America to enjoy the family, the friend, around the food. And for that, it's very important to create that and give memory to my friend, but my kids. You know, I want my kids to see I host a party in my house, with my friend, you know, we're getting the, not drunk, but, you know, we party, we have fun, we love, you know. And sometimes we play, sometimes I try to play a, a game too, card game, you know. Like my grandpa and my grandma, you know, always eat and eat and eat party. And after they play cards, I love it. You know, it's just really like 
it's it's a, a lot of time together. It's, yes, about eating, but not just that. After, it's more about also the lifestyle, you know, around the dinner too. You know, it's not just to sit down. It's an aperitif, play cards, the children playing. It's a lot of things going on. I love this uh, where everybody's together, you know. I, I love it. It's just, it's hard to replicate. You know, it's a different culture in America. But I think, you know, America now, they enjoy more and more food. They care a lot about food. They care about a lot of what they eat. It's pretty amazing now in America. I love it. You know, and we have good ingredients now. And, you know, it's, it's, it's getting there. Yeah. It's getting there. You know? Well, yeah, you and, uh, yeah, and, you and certainly up the conversation. Nice. People are nice; they don't complain like French people. So you know, it's more quiet <laughs> at the table. It's less fight at the table. Because trust me, the French people well, will fight a lot. It's, it sounds to me like you're maybe is that what you would call the art de vivre? What they call in French oui, the art, art de, de vivre, vivre, the art of l'art de vivre. Bien sûr, bah oui, Paige, bien sûr. That's what it is. You yeah. know, time goes slow. Enjoy it, guys. Not just it's not just about eating. Yes, it is, but also after. Play game, have a drink, you know, I don't know, just stay together. You know, take your time, you know. Yeah. And of course, yeah. you know, hey, Paige, it's time also to give some, to open some good bottle of champagne, wine, you know, it's, it's, it's time for that, you know. I remember my grandpa, you know, every year my grandpa was opening some good, good bottle of wine. Amazing. You know, I remember my dad said, Allez, Gilbert, it's time to open the Gruau La Rose. You know, the Gruel Rose is a good Bordeaux, and my grandpa was so proud of this wine, he loved it. But we just opened it for yeah. Christmas. So every year, we know what's wine. It was funny. You know, it was funny. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just really to create a memory page. You know, these, these holidays, Anaka or Christmas, or, you know, any, any, any holidays is pretty amazing. Thanksgiving, I love Thanksgiving in America. You know, just, uh, I, I love it. You know, I love it. I love bringing people together at the table with food and just, the kids, you know, everybody have a good time. I mean, sometimes you have a good time, sometimes you fight as a family. You know, that's what it is in a family. It's joy and uh, fighting too, but that's life, you know. Well, no, of course, yeah, of course, yeah. So, so you've mentioned a lot of really, uh, really great things. You've mentioned caviar and champagne and chestnuts. Oh, really? Oh my God! Yeah, and the Bouche de Noël, which uh, our yeah. our chef Patissier has talked, you know, on the show now about, you know, at length the the classic Christmas cake that we don't really have in the United States. So, you know, I guess just to just to wrap up, Steph, because I know you're busy. You're you're basically no, in the up, middle of I'm getting fine. your dinner. Sorry, we have a good, we're good, we're good, No problem, of course. Oh, uh, okay. Well. You know, well, I was just—I was just actually going to ask you, just like, how do you like? Can you say for us in French some of the Christmas greetings? Like, how do you say Merry Christmas? Ah, Merry Christmas. So, alors, Paige, on dit Joyeux Noël. <laughs> Joyeux Noël. <laughs> Easy, guys. Come on, come on, Paige. You can say it too. How long do you live in France? Paige? Joyeux Noël. Joyeux Noël. Yeah. Oui, Joyeux Noël. You know. Very well. Yeah. But you see, but Pat, how long do you live in France? Oh, I've been here. I've been here uh, eight years now. This time, this so, time around, I've been here eight years. You can tell people. You see how people. You see during the Christmas. You see the week between Christmas and New Year's Eve. How we eat so much in France. How we. I mean, just eat. Oh yeah. Something. I mean, you take so much weight. I mean, oh my God. Seriously, <laughs> it, it's just amazing. I mean, after the holidays, you yeah. just eat bouillon all day, like soup. Trust me, like bouillon, beef bone, you know, lamb bone or whatever, you know, meat bone broth, yeah. you know, because we eat so yeah. much. But it's, it's really a celebration. We really celebrate things with food. It's amazing, you know. Yeah. Yes, you know, one thing. You know, great. Yes. 
you say one thing? You know, one thing one thing I remember in Los Angeles when I lived there was the tamales. I remember tamales at Christmas time. Is that something that oh, you've yeah. embraced at all? No. I'm uh, so French, so Christmas is French in my house. Sorry. You know? Sorry. <laughs> 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 Okay. All right. Well, li- yeah, well, listen, Chef. Actually, I want to thank you. Yeah. Very. Yeah. yeah right. Very friends. Yeah. You know. Yes. I love the holidays. I love it. It's really the favorite. I love you know Thanksgiving, but Christmas, I love it too. You know, just I, I just love to cook and put people together, have fun. It's great. You know. Well, you know that. Time. Yeah. It sounds to me like yeah, that's the real gift. I mean, I mean, you're you're the extremely talented chef, but I mean, maybe the real gift that you're giving people is the fact that they can just sit down and relax amongst good company and enjoy the moment, yeah? Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, and then dress your table. Enjoy your soul. Dress, do a beautiful table. People need to do that more. You know, the art, how to dress a table. You know, and we're doing that yeah. less and less in the restaurant too. This art are lost. We need to bring that back. That. Now, you remember my grandma cleaning the silverware, the crystal glasses, the plate, the plate she never used during the year. But for Christmas, oh my God, that was a big deal. You know, she go in the cave or whatever, this uh, piece of furniture and get all the special Chanel for special occasion. You know, it's Christmas. New is New Year's Eve. It's pretty amazing. But it's just, I love it the way we dress the table too. How we dress the table, the room for the holidays. It's just like, love it, love it. It's not just the food, it's just everything. How you set up the stage. I love it. Yeah, you're, you're so right. I've never seen such beautifully dressed tables as here in France. It, it truly it's, is it's an art. Yeah. Okay. But too, it's important, you know. The food, yes, but the, mm-hmm. the dress of the table. I remember all my life, too. I mean, the grandma, she was a, a beautiful taste. And, uh, and trust me, it was an art what she was doing. All the detail, it was amazing of the table. Amazing. Yeah. 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 We, 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 but, well, that's... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy some candied chestnuts, marron glacé, in your honor. Oui, bien sûr. Ah ouais, c'est bon ça aussi. Ah ouais, les marrons glacés, pardon. Ah ouais, c'est bon ça aussi. Toi, I miss all these things from France, you know, les bonbons glaçons, les petits truffes au chocolat, you know, the the you know, les petits truffes au chocolat, les puces de Noël. We do so many things for Christmas. It's just amazing. Yeah, amazing. That's what I miss, you know, in America. We don't do this all these things yet, you know. It's coming, but you know, you have a lot of special dishes just for the holidays. I love it. Especially the candy, yeah. you know, especially the sweet, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, voilà. Yeah, the specialty sweets. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you so very much well, for you, sharing some of these beautiful well. sights and smells and memories yeah. with us, Chef. It's very special. It's very special Merci. of you to do that for this holiday season. Thank you. Thank you so much, Pez. Have a good holidays. Merci, Seb. Merci beaucoup. Okay. okay, au revoir, Pez. Au revoir. Bye. Joyeux Noël. Au revoir. I'm Paige Donner. You're listening to Paris Good Food and Wine. The show is produced and broadcast from Paris, France. It's Paris's first-ever homegrown English-language radio show about food and wine. Now in our fifth season, Paris Good Food and Wine is still proudly independent. 
We're listener-supported, and none of our featured guests or stories are overtly nor covertly branded content. Clear, clean, and pure. 100%. Paris. Good food and wine. Thank you for listening to Paris Good Food and Wine. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Christmas music provided by Jingle Punks. Thanks to YouTube Audio Library. Deck the halls and we wish you a Merry Christmas. Production and sound editing by Paige Donner. Merci beaucoup to all who helped make this show possible. Wishing you and all of Earth's children peace, love, and joy this season and for 2019. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Paris Good Food and Wine. A big thank you to all who helped make this show possible. And especially a grand merci beaucoup from me, your host and producer, Paige Donner. You can find this and past episodes of Paris Good Food and Wine on iTunes. And remember to follow us on Twitter at Paris Food Wine and like us on Facebook at Paris Food and Wine.